Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is a bonus edition of the Babe Cave Book Club February 2020 with Jacqueline DiGregorio and this is on money mindset. So I, uh, if you haven't listened to the uh, book club episode for February yet, head on back down that list, on that episode list, listen to that first. Um, but Jacqueline is a motivational speaker, author, and coach, and she is our February 2020 author. And we went through her book, Stop Getting in Your Own Way, A No BS Guide to Creating the Business of Your Dreams. And I specifically wanted to talk about money with her because that was one of the first things that you said, Jacqueline, when uh, we talked months ago but that you are so passionate about helping women make money sooner in their lives. And I, I want, that's, I was like, we got to do it. We got to talk about it. I love it. It's, it's such a fun topic. This is going to be a great episode. I'm really excited. Um, so one of the, I, I will say this, like one of the things that I really appreciated, and I said this in, um, in the, the uh, book club episode, uh, that. I really appreciated how you talked about changing that mindset of those words that you say to yourself. So in chapter four, it's stop saying money doesn't grow on trees. And is this something, and I'm curious, is this something that a lot of people have like a hard time with? Like when you're working with clients, is it, is this more of a prevalent belief than other yeah. money beliefs? Oh, um, this one definitely is prominent in the entrepreneurship culture because money doesn't grow on trees. What, what does that belief mean? It translates to the idea that like money can't just come, right? So you have to work really, really hard to make money. And in entrepreneurship, this is what's like the leading cause of burnout, as well as capping your income and your potential. Because if you have to work really, really hard, even if you're able to not sleep, which is really crazy, but let's just say for the purpose of this argument that you didn't need any sleep, you could work 24-7, all you would do is work, there is a limited amount of hours in a day and in a week and in a month and in a year, therefore you have a limited amount of income. So I think that that hustle mentality, not that hustling is wrong, I think it's just um, number one, knowing that you have to think about money differently and be a big thinker and value your time. And it's okay to like make a quick buck when you need it. I get it. You have circumstances, you have financial needs at the same time. If you can't see this big picture of money and think about making money in a different way outside of the way you've always done it, then you're going to keep getting what you're always getting. And that's why people can't break through these levels and achieve real wealth. So uh, it's, it's one of the big ones. I would say in general, money mindset with entrepreneurs is huge. It really holds them back. They don't think they deserve the money and they can't, they don't conscious, they're not going to come to me and be like, Jacqueline, I have a business, but I don't think I deserve any money. It's not something that they realize, but when we start talking about their habits and their problems, it's like, well, why didn't you offer this person this program that you had or this product you created? Oh, well, I guess I didn't think it's good enough. Okay, why not? Well, I don't know if someone should be willing to pay me for the thing. 
I'm sorry. Do you pay your accountant to do your taxes? Would you pay your dentist to clean your teeth? Right? Like, if this is your zone of genius, of course people should pay you for it. Of course you deserve to make money for it. So I think that there are a lot of limiting beliefs um, that entrepreneurs in particular have money. But I think money is clearly one of the biggest challenges for most Americans, if not most people in the world, right? Uh, it's one of those taboo topics we're not supposed to talk about, yet everyone struggles with, especially women. So one of my goals is to talk about money more. Always talk about it. I share my ups. I share my downs. I share all the things so that we can at least get more comfortable because if you can't talk about it, there's no way you can address the problems, the stories, the limiting beliefs, overcome them to change your financial circumstances and change your life. And to also just talk about it so then I think it liberates other people. Like I even just talking about salary or what your offerings are, I think some of those helps, you know, kind of uh, destigmatize some of those things and you don't feel that shame. Absolutely. It, it reminds me of mental health, honestly. Like I remember um, when I first started talking about anxiety, like sometimes I have anxiety and my friends be like, oh my God, me too. My stomach hurts before bed. I can't fall asleep. And I'm like, oh, that's normal. And like, it's literally the same thing. Like if you talk about money, all of a sudden, all these people start like sharing. I get like word vomit people's money stories and problems and how do I, how do I get myself out of this? How do I handle this? How do I reframe this? Because I talk about it all the time so people feel comfortable. Um, so it's great if, if you want to be a change maker in this area, just start talking about it more. So when you're working with a client and what is like one of the, and they're at a point where maybe it's like, you know that they want to change their mindset, but it's really hard. Like what is like one small thing that you tell them if there is one small thing? Yeah, there's a lot of things, but I think in terms of the, sh in terms of long-term, if they're like committed to making a change that's going to be lasting, I always recommend affirmations and I am statements to rewire your brain. I use Rachel Hollis's start today journal and I really like that. And I make my 10 um, dreams that I've made happen. Like, affirmations so on an identity level so essentially to make this simple in the flow and style of my book our habits are a result of our identity so if you're someone who decides on New Year's Day that you're gonna start going to the gym three times a week and you do it for the first couple weeks and then you fall off why does that happen it's because you don't have the identity of someone who goes to the gym how do you change your identity well your brain learned from repetition anything you repeat to yourself enough times your brain will accept as the truth so that's why people have limiting beliefs like I'm not good enough because they told themselves that so many freaking times that they believe it. You can rewire it at any time. That is the power we have. So if you have something like I have some clients who just spend and spend and spend and they really feel like they're just not capable of being a good money manager. I'll have them write an affirmation like I am financially responsible for someone else who feels like they don't have the confidence to charge for their services, I am deserving of being paid for my services. And so I'll come up with an affirmation. It doesn't have to be I am, but I like I am statements because they really work at that identity level um, to change the identity, but that's a long-term thing. So you might write that every day. Now, if you want to see if that process, tell yourself it more often, right? So I always recommend talking to yourself, um, say it out loud. My favorite times to repeat affirmations are during things that you already do in your day. And the reason for that is so that your day doesn't get any longer. So while you're in the shower, 
while you are driving, while you are doing laundry, while you are doing the dishes, because you can't say, I don't have time. You're already doing the dishes. You're already showering. How many times in your day could you say, I am financially responsible or I am deserving to be paid for my services over and over and over again throughout your day? I mean, you could find a lot of times to say it. That being said, it still takes time and it's still a long-term thing and every person's different and people sometimes ask, how many times should I repeat this till it becomes my <laughs> I don't know. It's different for everyone, right? Just keep freaking doing it. So at times people want more of a quick fix. Well, quick fixes, I don't really fully believe in them. Something that helped one of my clients recently was the concept of burning your boats, which I also talk about in my book. Um, so one of my clients recently was like, Jacqueline, I can't break past this certain financial level in my business. I get here every month and I want to make more money, but I, I just, I don't. And it's, it's not even that I don't know how, it's that I just like don't show up and don't do the things. I don't know what it is. I can't get myself to do it. I don't have the motivation. Uh, I just can't break this level. So she burned her boats. She signed up with a coaching program with me where she had a financial need to be met that was higher than her current uh, income. And she was like, Jacqueline, this is going to be the thing that helps me get there. And it was exactly it because she had a goal that she felt like, I have no turning back. I have to make this much money this month in order to meet my goals. And I actually had the same exact thing happen in my life um, when I bought my house. So my fiance and I were saving up for a house and Richie has a regular corporate job. So it's been, I wouldn't say easy for him to save, but uh, more predictable, right? You get a paycheck every other week. It's the same amount of money. You know what your expenses are. You know that if you have six months, you got to save this much each paycheck and you'll have enough if we're going to need this much for the down payment. And it just makes perfect sense. Whereas in Jacqueline's world, it's like making all these reinvestments. I'm hiring people. I mean, like, what the heck? How the heck am I going to save this money when I'm trying to reinvest my business, do all these things? But I knew how much I needed, and I had a deadline, and I had burn boats. You know, I told Richie, like, I got this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to have this money. And we had our highest revenue month ever at the time. And that allowed me to pay myself enough money to pay my down payment. And it was really crazy to me because it was a number that I couldn't even comprehend that I could make in a month at the time. But I did it because I had burned my boats. Like, I think I told my parents, I told Rich's parents, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I got this. Like, you know, I, I told everyone, like, I got it. And it wasn't to be delusional. <laughs> I always, I use that word because that's what affirmations feels like sometimes. Like, you're telling yourself these things that are like so crazy. But I convinced myself that it was already done, that I was going to do this, and I did because I burned the boats. And the same thing happened with my client. So if you're someone who's struggling and wants to make a change financially, I would challenge you, is there a way to burn your boats? Is there something you can do that's going to force you to show up for that thing? And it applies to all changes you want to make. So that's why when I talk about investing in yourself, like if you want to go to the gym and you want to commit to it. We could talk about all the habits and the identity level and all those things. That's a whole other part of it. But just talking about money right now and investing in yourself. Do you think you're going to be more committed if you join Planet Fitness? That's $10 a month. Or do you think you're going to be more committed if you join this like boutique gym? That's $200 a month. Well, that's a big expense for a gym membership, right? Compared to other gym memberships, that one is the luxury item. So if you join the $200 a month one, you're probably going to be much more likely to actually show up. So whenever you want to make a change, burning your boats is a really great strategy.
And you talk about that in chapter six, stop being afraid to invest in yourself. And so I, one of the, something that I think, especially if you're in the early stages of your business where you don't, you know, there's that leap that you have to take at some point where you're like, I need help. It's a coach. It's a program. It's something that's going to do that for me. And the, the point that you talk about, and I'll let you talk about it, but I, there was a moment where I was like, <gasps> like I even took a breath of like, oh my gosh, you're burning it all down. You're just going for it. It's scary. Um, I've made these leaps many times. So I think that they, they come over and over and over again. The first time you leap, it's the scariest. I wouldn't say it's any easier though in the future leap. So my first leap was a $15,000 coaching program when I was, this was, by the way, uh, let's see, this was in April and we bought our house in August. So imagine what my uh, boyfriend, who soon to be my fiance that I'm about to buy a house with thinks when I tell him I just spent $15,000 that I don't have on a coaching program. Fortunately, he is my biggest fan, and if I, I could tell him I spent hundred thousand dollars, and he's like, "Well, you're gonna make ten million, like he," just, <laughs> which is great. I have that support, and I think that's really important um, to have that support from someone in your life. But it was really freaking scary, and I didn't have the money. Credit cards have been my friend in building a business. Um, I think that sometimes you just have to spend more money than you have. If you really want to leave, I've always been someone who jumped before I'm ready. I'm not a very patient person. So I'm like, I need this. So that was my first leap. Uh, then it gets better. In the beginning of August, we were buying a house at the end of August. I'm like, I'm going to join another $15,000 program. <laughs> Second one. Richie's like, are you sure, Jack? <laughs> I'm good. Again, didn't have the money. Even though we had the highest revenue month the month before, I paid myself that for the down payment. So again, credit card, make this work. All right, two months later, I'm gonna hire a branding coach. <laughs> a month after that, I'm gonna hire an employee. It's just over and over and over again. I keep leaping. And I, in January, I brought on a full-time employee. And that was the biggest leap. 15,000 versus a full salary, not even comparable, right? Whew. And you can't pay an employee on a credit card, by the way. So <laughs> really actually need the money. Now, this is where you have no choice. Like every day, I will look at my finances, and here's one of the most powerful statements I've ever learned. For anything in life, if you feel like you're the victim, breathe in, breathe out. You allowed yourself to be the victim for a second, and now you're going to put it away, and then you're going to ask yourself, how can I? And then finish the sentence with whatever it is that you need. So if you really want to join some kind of coaching program, and it's $5,000, and you're like, I don't have $5,000, that's your first reaction. That's the victim. Poor me. I need this, but I can't afford it. Poor me. Well, yeah, the reason you can't afford it is because you've never invested in yourself, right? But okay. For me, let yourself be. Then, how can I find, create, be resourceful enough to make $5,000 so that I can join this program? 
And when you ask yourself that question, you start getting ideas. Well, maybe I could sell my car. I work from home. I don't really need it. Maybe I could, um, you know, get a side gig waitressing in the evenings. And after a couple months, if I save all my tips, maybe I'll have enough saved up. Especially if I do like a fancy restaurant where I think I'll, you know, make a couple hundred bucks a night if I do it five days a week. Okay, maybe I could, um, you know, ask so and so who I know is a big supporter of me and is financially successful. To, to lend me five grand and say, you know, can I pay you back $6,000 in six months? Make it a fair deal. I'm confident that I'll be able to pay it back once I learn the things in this program, right? Maybe I could apply for a new credit card. Maybe I could apply for PayPal credit, by the way, I'm plugging this because I've done it before and I think it's really helpful. They have six months interest free if the purchase is $99 or more. That's been really helpful in my business because I've been able to make leaps where I actually was able to make money back within the six months and pay it off. So, the moral of this, how do you do it, right? When you have the fear, like this is, you are talking to a girl who leaps and leaps and leaps and leaps. I probably leap too much to a flaw and sometimes I gotta be like, reel back in girl, you, have, you don't need to invest anymore. But these investments have been so transformational for me that I'm just like almost addicted to growth, right? Like I am willing to pay other people before I pay myself because I see this big vision and it's so clear to me. Um, and clarity in your vision becomes important here. Like, like, why are you doing these things? Where are you going? How do you find the courage? So courage, and this is what I talk about in my TED talk that is going to be in March. Courage comes from belief. It doesn't come from having no fear. Being fearless is a myth. The, the definition of uh, courage actually is like overcoming fear. If we didn't have fear, Courage wouldn't even exist in the dictionary. It wouldn't even be a word that we used. Fear keeps us alive. Fear is what causes you to you know, drink water when you're thirsty and not die in a couple days because you just haven't thought to drink water, right? Fear would help you, you know, save yourself in a, in a tragic incident where you're about to get in a car accident, but you know to swerve out of the way and you saved your life. That's fear kicking in. That's a good thing, right? Fear is what helps people like lift the cars and they have super strength and they save someone. That's fear. Fear's not bad. We should be grateful for our fear. Keeps us alive every day. However, fear also holds us back. So keeping you alive is not your life purpose. Your life purpose is fulfillment, following your dreams, making an impact, doing something you're passionate about. So you got to move past the fear in order to get past that level of just, I'm just surviving. But most people live in that level forever because they let their fear hold them back. So that courage comes from belief. So for me, I always had this strong belief like my success was inevitable and that I was going to be doing the things I wanted to do. I was going to be speaking on stages across the world. I was going to write New York Times bestselling books. I was going to be changing people's lives and giving them knowledge and tools that, you know, they were going to say, Jacqueline literally changed my life and helped me do these things. I knew that. I could picture it so vividly. It seemed far away. It seemed like it would take me a really long time and a lot of work. But I knew that somehow it would work out. If you don't have that belief, that faith, that's where you have to do the inner work. Because you're not going to be able to make these investments without that faith. If you're looking for a place to start, start small. How can you invest? So the first step can be literally so small. I think that we get intimidated when we look at 
this whole big picture. And sometimes that's just not what you need. Maybe you just need to take one small step. So maybe you're like, Jacqueline, I would just love to attend this like conference in my town that's $200 and I've never spent that much on something on personal growth. That would be really cool. That's great. Start there. See how you feel. And then maybe you're going to, I don't know, it doesn't matter what you do, really. It doesn't. It just matters that you take action, that you invest in yourself, that you move forward. Maybe investing in yourself is joining the gym. Maybe investing in yourself is getting a massage because you're freaking tired and exhausted and you need to relax. Maybe investing in yourself is buying yourself a book on Amazon because you always do it from the library. Seriously, that's something that I started at. Like, God forbid, I didn't want to spend money on a book. Now, it might be a financially responsible thing to do to get the book from the library. If you know, you're going to read it on time, you're going to turn it in. You don't mind reading that book, right? It's, it's the same book, right? It doesn't matter that much. But what about a book that you really want to read? Like my book, if it's not carried by your library, right? It's carried by some libraries. It may not be carried by yours. We're, we're doing our best to get them into every library in the country, but it takes time. So that being said, like you go to the library, it's not there. Now what? Are you willing to spend 10 or $15 on it? Like that moment is going to challenge you. And for a lot of people, like even just buying a book is scary, right? Like, wow, like I always get my books from the library. Like the lack, the scarcity, this is the money mindset coming in. Make the leap just to buy a book. Like it could be that small. So it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to join a $15,000 coaching program. I'm going to hire a full-time employee because that stuff is really big. But what about starting where you are? And allowing yourself to be there and then just taking baby steps. Because what that's going to do is it's going to keep pushing your belief up and up and up and up until eventually you have the belief that anything's possible. You have the belief that you can achieve even your biggest dreams. I love that. Because especially about the, oh, this feels too big. You know, there's this, I think there's this element, especially with money and mindset of this is too much. Someone else should get this. I'm not worthy. And you talk about that too, like um, even later in one of the chapters about that you have to talk about your business and you also have to talk about those things to allow money to come in. So like as, as we wrap up this bonus, like what is your advice for someone too for like just being able to receive that, which I think is so hard for so many women to receive abundance. Absolutely. So first of all, you need to say thank you. This is something I always joke about this with my parents because they are the most giving people, but they don't like when people give to them. So like whenever, you know, we want to treat them to something, they'll be like, no, 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 no. And I always tell them, just learn to say thank you. And this is something that I think so many women need to do too. So if someone wants to help you, Learn to say thank you. It, it's okay. In fact, like, if you aren't open to receiving, you won't be able to manifest anything because the law of reciprocity is one of the universal laws. So a lot of people just know about the law of attraction, but they don't understand that there are lots of other universal laws going on, and they all play together. So the first step is, like, first thing you need to do if you are a really bad receiver is start by just saying thank you for the things that are already coming to you. Instead of like, no, 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 no. Like someone's trying to buy you lunch. Say, oh my gosh, that's so thoughtful of you to treat to this lunch. Thank you. By the way, pro tip, if you're trying to be more grateful, feel more abundant, something that I always do is I keep a manifestation list 
and everything I've manifested, I put in that list for the month. So I have a January one right now that I've been keeping. I'm soon to start a February one. And I write the little things like somebody bought me lunch or I returned something and I got five bucks back. How great is that? I found a penny on the ground. Uh, my friend mailed me a gift. It's little things. Um, so the first thing is just say thank you for the things you're already getting. The second thing is ask for help. I wouldn't be here where I am if I didn't ask for help. I'm still asking for help. I'm not where I want to be yet, right? If anyone knows someone who uh, works for Good Morning America and can get me on the show with my book, let me know. That's my new thing, asking for it. You have to ask for the things you want or no one's going to be able to help you because let's say one of you is listening and let's just say the Good Morning America producer is listening because obviously they listen to Babe Cave and they're like, oh, Jacqueline, we love her. We didn't even know she would want to be on the show, right? That didn't even occur to their mind. And they heard this and they asked me, right? And I know that sounds really crazy and really out there, but, but I, I say these things because I want you guys to see me doing it and think, oh, if Jacqueline has the confidence to do that, I can do that too. Because it does sound crazy. I get it. I sound crazy a lot. But I, I'm always asking for things. I was texting my friend earlier. I'm like, can, I, can you get me on Good Morning Philly? I really want to be on with my book because I live in Philly. You know, little things. Nobody's going to help you unless you ask, right? And I think that's something that has helped me learn to ask is by giving. So because I give so much to people, and even if it's not the same person, right? Like even if I gave free advice to someone earlier in the day, I feel like I put it out there and now I'm going to ask for it. Not that I only give so that I can ask, but it makes me feel like I'm not just like take, 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 take. And with relationships and networking, I also always give first, right? So if I'm going to ask someone for something, usually I've given them something first. Like, for example, before we had this show, I mailed you my book, mm -hmm. like a small thing, but like, okay, I paid for the book. I took it to the post office. I paid for the shipping. I took the time out of my day to do that because I want to give before I ask. And so now we get to have this awesome show, right? And so you have to ask. If you're struggling with asking, try giving first. That might help. Um, and I think by first saying thank you and second by asking for the things you want, that's going to get you really, really far. That's so good because that is probably the hardest thing is to ask for that help, to acknowledge that you even want that because we minimize those things. And that's something that you talk about a lot, which if you don't have Jacqueline's book, you need to get it. Um, so many good things. I feel now I'm going to even just go and do some I am. I statements. love it. <laughs> and it feel good. I actually sometimes read my own book. That sounds really, again, everything I say sounds crazy because it's the crazy people that change the world, right? Like sometimes I just need to hear <laughs> and I read them. And the thing that you reminded me of too, when you were saying like, we have such a hard time with it is I think that there's an uh, aura of shame around asking for help, especially like financially. Like there are many times I've needed financial help in my business, right? Like it, it's hard to run a business. So if you're a business owner, you get me. Um, rely on people depending on loved ones like I asked my parents for help on the plate I've asked my fiance for help before like you you have to ask but you have to let go of that shame like why are you holding shame why, why are you afraid of getting help from other people that is that is not healthy and it's holding you back from your full potential because what if the person you ask really wants to help you like I love helping people if someone somebody messaged me the other day with like questions about like hey Jacqueline I really want to write a book um, this is weird because you don't know me and I've never messaged you before, but like I see your stuff and I thought maybe you could like give me some advice. And I sent him, I took like probably 10 minutes and sent him like 
10 voice recordings of like, these are the steps. This is a, and he was like, oh my God, why are you so nice? Like, what? And it's like, we like help people like helping people. Makes them feel good. We're selfish, guys. I'm selfish and you're selfish. We give, we help. Generosity is one of my whys. Why? It makes me feel good. Helping people makes me feel good. Full transparency. Helping people also makes you feel good, right? So people want to help you because they want to feel good. It's not about you. It's about them, right? And, and that's not to be, um, you know, negative in any way. It's just that, like, it's okay to ask because they want to, right? So I think removing the shame is a big part of that. Uh, so good. So many things. So Jacqueline, for those people who still want to find you, if they're listening to this bonus after they listen to the other one and they're like, okay, I got to get the book now. How do they find you? You can get my book on Amazon. It has ebook and paperback. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Jacqueline DeGregorio or on the podcast at Spark Your Light Podcast. Love it. Um, thank you so much. Again, this was so great. I love money too. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have thoughts on any of this, uh, hop on over to amandapollock.com. Let me know. would love to know what you thought. And Jacqueline, I'd love to have you back on the show sometime. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much to everyone who's listened to both episodes. I'm so thankful for you. And I know that you're going to manifest and attract everything you want in life. Yeah. I was throwing uh, fake confetti, but it's real confetti. But anyway, thank you so much, guys. And can't wait to be with you next week. Ah, oh, that was so good. I'm so glad. That was so fun. Oh, my God.